What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter. <clears throat> Spoiler alert! Whoa! Sheepers, creepers. <laughs> Fucking seriously? Spoiler, Spoiler alert is the name of the show. What? Just the longest running show you've had. Fucking seriously? What? what you... That makes me lose my voice with anger. Uh, welcome to Spoiler Alert, the longest running show on the Cold Pop Network. I'm your host, Johnny Destructive. With me this week is uh, Mark underscore L under, underscore Miller. My lawyer has advised me neither to confirm nor deny that I am participating in this show tonight. And hmm. also Rob Patey. And uh, my voice has not gone from anger. My voice has gone from a week in Vegas. So this will be interesting. Did you leave your voice in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> that's, not an, that's not even a pun. Well, no, it's what you what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So he was wondering <laughs> yeah. if you left your voice. Your in, voice and, how? And that, I, that one made sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I was looking for a level down, a level deeper. No, oh, no, okay. oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. Don't you remember who you're talking to? Nope, so, I forgot. We're here to talk about um, the week of comic book releases and mm. what we thought of them, as well as maybe some chorus. Correspondencies, but not yet, not yet. No, no, no. Shh, shh not yet. Not yet. Too, soon? Uh, too, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Sorry. Uh, but also, Mark, you started screaming at us as soon as we got on the phone about what? Uh, did you guys see the trailer for Cobra Kai? Yes, I did. <laughs> how Excellent. awesome! How awesome is that? I kind of thought it was fake at first. I did too, but then I realized it's not. It's a <laughs> legit thing. I think. It is. It's not like for UNICEF or like trying to fundraise. No, I thought it was like a, like a maybe a skit or just like a, Got you know, it. like a funny or die skit or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's a real thing. And it's kind of reminds me of uh, the Foot Fist Way that came out with uh, Danny McBride a while back. Remember, he was like a drunken guy that doesn't really know karate, but he opens he up played, a karate. Uh, Danny McBride? Yeah. <laughs> Basically played Danny McBride, yes. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that. They got a winner on their hands with that, especially with <laughs> Ralph Macchio as a used car salesman. Yeah, you know that's about right. I guess so. I uh, just just there was that made me a little sad, and I guess it's supposed to. The fact yeah. that the hero of all three Karate Kid films is a is a well, I don't know if he's a used car salesman or if, or if he actually owns yeah. a regular car dealership, but he's now uh, a puffy faced middle ager. Yeah, it's, I was kind of well, bummed. He spent his whole last two years of high school learning how to do manual labor (laughs) and then going to okinawa and then he went to get to get a bonsai tree that was you know that's all he did so i guess i understand he's a five foot four italian kid with a fucked up knee i mean he doesn't have 
a lot of options. I guess you're right. It's just so sad, though. Yeah. But the show looks pretty funny. I do like how it takes a look at um, Johnny, sweep yeah. the leg Johnny, uh, growing up and, and sort of becoming his own man um, away from Cobra yeah. Kai. And I guess refashioning Cobra, the Cobra Kai dojo, which has long been shut down, into a force for good, which is kind of an interesting yeah. little thing. It reminds me of uh, Creed a little bit. I haven't seen Creed. Well, I mean, it's Creed was more of a serious movie, but yeah. it it has that same nostalgia factor. But it's like the next generation a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And, I hear and it's, it's just awesome. It's following the bad guy, yeah. And did you know that uh, in Creed Two, they're bringing back Ivan Drago? That's awesome. Yeah, he made that up. No, no honestly, no. No, I did hear honest, that. Yeah, really? He is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it's going to be Ivan Drago's kid, I guess. <laughs> that's no, bad. that's like having battle bots at this point. Hey. You, know. you go. You know, you go. US versus yeah. Russia is all hip and trendy again. It is. It's the 80s, it's the 80s all over again. I just yeah. saw uh, Red, Red Sparrow last night. Oh, yeah? Ooh. Like it was not, it was slow and sleepy. Did you, uh, oh. did you think it was basically Black Widow? I was glad it wasn't Black Widow. Yeah. Mm. It would not have done well if it was Black Widow. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm, this is apparently going to be a show, um, the yeah. Cobra Kai. It mm-hmm. also reminds me of Eastbound and Down a little bit, oh. I think because of the used car salesman sort of and stuff. Danny McBride. <laughs> and Danny McBride. Yeah. Again. That helps. Yeah. This reminds me of literally it. everything Danny McBride has ever done. Yes. Mm. Uh, and as a fan of Danny McBride, <laughs> I oh. like that. Sorry, I, I, I hate trying to. I, I tried to get uh, to the mute button. I couldn't get to it before the sneeze came. <laughs> um, you don't like Danny McBride? Nah, man, I hate him. He, oh. He's great in uh, uh, supporting roles. I, I like him when he shows up to to be an asshole on the side. I, I can't watch a whole film based around him. I can't do it. Like this is the end. That's yeah, yeah. Where he shows up and he's just a dickhead. For a little bit and then goes away. Yeah. Yeah, Channing Tatum is a gimp. Spoiler. That movie was awesome. By the way. <laughs> All right. Remember the pre-mentioned correspondences? Correspondios. So this is from the Home Dad Abroad. Ah. This came in March eighth, so it's pretty recent too. Look at that. Look at me. You're welcome. Okay. Hey, cultists. I'm writing once more as I've decided to derive pleasure in your inability to keep up with correspondence. I hate hate the Inhumans as much as the next 7 billion humans. However, I still know enough about them to know that they are all Inhuman, not in canines. Lockjaw cannot have littermates because he is not a dog. Marvel would know this if they had some kind of editorial department or research people who could thumb through their vault or even an old copy of the official handbook to the Marvel Universe. Lockjaw is inhuman. His appearance and inability to communicate are the downsides of his Terrigen Mist transformation. The upside, he can teleport himself and others anywhere that his obnoxious royals command him to while treating him like a lesser animal. Truly A dog's life. I will not be reading Lockjaw as my bathroom has an ample supply of toilet paper as is. 
But would it kill Marvel to respect the character continuity that they spent decades going out of their way to develop? And what the fuck am I bothering for? Go ahead, Marvel. Keep changing the Inhumans. Maybe you'll accidentally find the missing formula one day. A big vat of India ink spilled judiciously across every last scrap of the Inhumans. Just ranting for funsies, the home dad abroad. That is true. Uh, Peter David wrote, um, and he said it even clearly. He, like, cleared it up saying that Lockjaw was a human. And um, his story is the most tragic of all. And he wrote, like, a really tragic background that he's, like, a guy that t- turned into a dog. And, and that's a sad story. You know? But what did, this book makes sense because what did we learn on Pop-Tard's news feed or – Cold Pop? Cold Pop's news feed, yeah. See, you, you fuck it up, too. What? Yeah, it's forgot. What did we learn? Um, no, I just forgot. Um, that uh, the series is coming out, the kids' series. And it's going to have Lockjaw in it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a cartoon. Right. Yeah. Because we kept, we kept going, why Lockjaw? Why the fuck did Like, Mark and I enjoyed it, but why? Yeah. There you go. Kid series like a live action series or a, like a like a cartoon. Or, 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 oh, okay. Yeah, not like a Mister Rogers. That would be a really shitty. Well, they series. tried it once before with the CBS version. That I know, I know. They learn sometimes. Um. Yeah, sad. But then, like, someone came along and tried to say they cleared it up, and it's the final thing that he is a dog. But still, that's just weird because when the Terrigen mist went across the world it didn't change the animals mm-hmm. it changed I, the humans into inhumans I like him better as a dog I like him better as a human because it's a tragic story he can't talk he can't interact other than like in the way that he looks rather than the way that he really is so it's like an it's, it's like an adorable it's like an adorable Johnny Get Your Gun. Kind of. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's Except exactly. there's no nurse masturbating him. <laughs> he didn't have anything to masturbate. Or so. He did no, he did. Johnny got oh, your right, gun. Right, 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 right. He right, had a right, wiener right. because they right. they, they, they right. curled into a fetal position which I protects forgot. his wiener. I forgot the jerking off part of the tragic tale of entrapped inside oneself. I'm sorry. Yeah, well. All right, you're he right. didn't forget it. That was the best day of his, his miserable, no leg, no arm, no faced life. Life, I, I know, I know. SOS, SOS. Metallica. I watched it. We have another email. Oh, so it's also from Home Dead Abroad. It's just a follow up to the same thing. So this one says, <clears throat> "Beep beep boop." Tom Strong was oh, so just this is all in response to Cult Pop episode five eighteen, where we reviewed uh, Lockjaw. And us and, not knowing what the hell Tom Strong is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tom sure. Strong was part of the ABC, America's Best Comics, imprint of Wildstorm, much to the chagrin of Alan Moore, who had hoped his creations would be forever done with DC. Tom was an original creation of Moore's, despite the look, feel, and concept of the character, which harkened back to the pre-superhero Pope's pulp stories of Dr. Savage at all. Most importantly, they were shitloads. Of fun, none of the heavy, heady meta text that one usually bitches about with Moore's work. Just straightforward comics goodness to make you feel like a kid with a flashlight. Nope, 
flashlight in a tent in the yard on a cool summer night before that artist guy who runs a comic (laughs) shop stops by to ask you for help with some boxes of candy that he's trying to load into the back of his windowless van, which will, should you be found, leave you with a distaste for simple, joyful comics and instead ignite within an insatiable desire for the other kinds of Alan Moore comics. Clearly, episode uh, 518 was inspirational, The Home Dad Abroad. I feel like... He keeps talking about my windowless van. <laughs> I, 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 it's a deep cut. He won't let die. Yeah. He won't let it go. He won't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But um, I, I like some of Alan Moore's later stuff, even though some of them are perverse. They're still really well-written penthouse forum letters. Nice. <laughs> oh, they, should, they should put that on the cover of the, you know, the pull quotes. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Tom. Uh, Tom t- God damn it. Home dad. Um, I keep seeing Tom Strong. Thank you, Home Dad, for the information on Tom Strong because I didn't know much about him. I hear he's really good. I feel like I should read that. And um, oh, what was the Wonder Woman version? Promethea. Promethea, yeah. 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 Also, uh, on the message board, Callum said, thanks, dude. I'm trying to figure out who Callum is. Oh, no. But you're welcome, Ow. Callum. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. You're welcome. No, I'm sure we tried to figure that out because how would we? Yeah, I don't know who Caleb is. Uh, no, yeah, you're not supposed to. It's the internet. Oh, and then Saint Robot wrote on the message board oh. about episode 511. Oh. Uh, he said, "It's my favorite one ever." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "That's where we reviewed um, Doomsday Clock Three, Legion, uh. Marvel Two and One." Oh yeah. All right, he says. Thanks for the podcast, fellows. Doomsday Clock. I'm enjoying it despite, A, my general dislike of anything else I've read by Jeff Johns, and B, DC's apparent determination to stick more knives in Alan Alan Moore's back and twist all of them, i.e., the America's Best Comics character showing up in DC books, Promethea and JLA, Mm. and Tom Strong teasing the terrific so far. Mm. (sighs) What's next? The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen being the result of Flashpoint 2.0? Damn it! Uh. Get over it already. Quit griping. You're not Alan Moore. It doesn't matter for you. Just move on. <laughs> all, 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 Christ. Your, all your character. <laughs> I mean, let the guy fend for, defend himself. You don't need to be uh, on a crusade to defend Alan Moore. Well, apparently the he's not. He's a grown-ass wizard. He's a grown-ass wizard. <laughs> if he really wants... To send a, a swarm of locusts on DC's offices, he could, but he doesn't want to. He could just send and, and his we... prehensile monster beard to murder them. He could, but <laughs> we, we don't need every fanboy in the world just jumping out like they're like like defending this poor, defenseless, bearded puppy. <laughs> and we've 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 gained so much from him being exploited in the past. Yeah. Before Watchmen was a good series of books. It was decent. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and Grant Morrison's Grant Morrison's uh, issue of uh, that one series was really Multiversity. Good Multiversity. That was yeah. great. All right. And, Pax I'm, liking, Pax and I'm liking this mini series. This mini series. Yeah. Yeah. No, this I had mini series. Mini series. That too. So thank you so much. Whether you uh, wrote in the email or you tweeted at us or you went onto the the um, 
Pop boards. Tarts go message boards and left us messages. That's fucking dope. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, so geez. let's talk about some comics. Okay. Uh, what are those? Did you guys read Come Into Me number one? <laughs> I didn't. Did Did you guys read it? What? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. All right, so come into me number one by Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler um, with art and uh, cover by Piotr Kowalski. Piotr Kowalski. Mm. But like spelled mm. like Russian cool Piotr. 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 Some of the people Piotr. behind this book did one of our favorite series from last year, The Dregs. Oh, shit. That was pretty good. Oh. yeah. I never finished it. No, it was really good. I liked it. And uh, they have to say this about it. From the critically acclaimed writers of The Dregs comes a new horror series about body image, social media, and memory. When an entrepreneur with a god complex creates a technology that allows two minds to share one body, he doesn't anticipate the degenerative effects of long-term trials. Come Into Me is a contemporary comment on connected culture and our longing for approval in the digital age. This is a world where technology and flesh become indistinguishable, begging the question, how much sharing is too much sharing? Prepare yourself Steve for the Martin ins- and Lily Tomlin. I was going to say, this is all of me. Prepare, prepare yourself for the insane love child of the fly and eternal shun- sunshine of the spotless mind and all of me. All of Starring- me. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. Yeah, Steve Martin. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I used good. to love that movie. <laughs> that was a great movie. Yeah. That was a great movie. All right, Mark underscore L underscore Miller. You seem to like it. Tell us about it. Yeah, this has a good um, Cronenbergian sense of it's it's less fly, it's more existence, mm-hmm. or maybe a little bit of Videodrome. Um, it's it's like uh, it's got an intestine scalpel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. and and it's also a little bit of like the Dead Ringers, like stuff like that. That like this kind of science taken to a by like a. Um, you can say a biographical bio. level. No, 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 no. Bio what is science. it? Bioscience. Yes, yes. There you go, buddy. Like that, and uh, yes. like using organic tools, and like using How can you an organic tool. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. I just thought this was full of icky ideas, and uh, it's kind of cool that this like usually it's this uh, young. It's usually it's this older person that's stuck into a younger person's body, but mm. it's this younger person trapped into an older person's body. Yeah, which is kind of gross, but it makes it. It even takes it into a more icky level. From that too. The uh, the body dysmorphia issues was probably what was most unique. Where she's uh you know she's an anorexic yeah. to the point of the doctor doing the brain transfer thing says you should see a doctor about your weight. And then he still plugs the flesh tube in her back of her neck and yeah. uploads her. Um, but yeah, that was that was interesting. And now they've uh, clearly discovered eternal life this way, just like in the movie. All of me. <laughs> or the man with two brains. Um, no, somebody had to, well, yeah, somebody had to die. Well, I guess all of me they did too. You're right, or the man with two brains. Yeah. It's less mad cappery than it is just scientific ickiness. And, and the, the art the art really conveys that as well. It's just really, really icky Wrightston esque kind of art, like Bernie Wrightson a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Mm. You think? No. I didn't what see it, but that's fine. <laughs> You're wrong. All right, I'm fine. Wrong. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so sometimes, um, Marcus, your your response to a comic book will be that it seems too much like it was written for the screen, not for a comic book. How do you feel that this um, corresponds with that line of thought? I think it's, I mean, there's enough expertise in the comic book uh, storytelling in making it an interesting read all by itself rather than saying, oh, they're obviously putting a product together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, if they're paying attention to the comic book medium, mm-hmm. uh, then then I don't mind doing that. You know, I, it's uh, basically that's what all comics are. Everybody wants to make their big budget movie out of those things. But the thing is, it's like, you have to keep it interesting in this medium as well. And I think this one does that pretty well. Just with the split screens, they're going through his life and her life, showing how similar they are, even though they can't be any different than each other. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, that's, I, I find that kind of like, kind of interesting. It's a, it's smartly, smartly split like that. It's a, it's a deeper pacing. They pay, they pay more attention to each beat of the scene as opposed to just, Throwing a shit ton of text and broad yeah. sleeps. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, there's no, there's, I mean, there's information download. I mean, we have to learn this whole process of, of what's going on and everything, but I think it's done within the story rather than just, um, talking heads. Yeah. I mean, they really, if they want to simplify it more, they should have just done the all of me. Put the soul in the silver bowl and then drop it on the person's head. Yeah, that would have been that would have been that, it really would have been a lot faster than the whole flesh tube. I would have I would have believed it more. Not my comic, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Is this good I enough? Don't... Having not read it, am I gonna care? Probably not. I don't All know, right. maybe I I'm gonna check out the rest of the issues to see what uh what the rest of it's like how icky it gets if it gets really icky and they like have to like go in and really like remove this guy through uh surgery rather than this process and like kind of separate parts stuff like that that'd be kind of cool she's dead bug they're not going to separate him she fucking died i know but she's in there She's gonna stay there because she's fucking dead. But Her the thing body is, is, fucking dead. He could, he could be bisected. What? He could be cut in half. What? What are you even fucking saying? And have like you know one kidney, one lung, half a heart. I've been cut in half real bad, Dewey. What? You're? Are you talking about making one human into half a human? Yeah, the other half what? is a robot. Why the fuck? I don't think that's anything they have planned for this series. She's dead. She's the other half and... is the one half is the fly. The other half is Jim Carrey. Hmm. According to the description. I that's that's not what happened in either of those. When Brundlefly was created, they didn't cut Brundlefly in half. They tried to to put him back in to splice him and to cut him in half again. They thought that putting him through into two different ones would fix it through through fucking science because it was never mind. No, but that's that's how they tried to fix it, but it got messed up. So you're um, talking about her tr- her 
consciousness is inside this guy, and the answer yes. is to cut him in half, him, so that she's an anorexic woman living in a middle-aged fat dude, half, half maybe, middle-aged fat dude. Maybe it's going to be a battle of the minds. It's going to be a thing where you, uh, maybe, maybe they take that portion of the brain out. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read the, I, I read the first book issue. Do you know Best how people are made? Yeah. Stork. Yes. Very you, good, JD. You give but the they stork butt sex and then you ejaculate right. through the right. butt. In, hatches out. an egg in his mouth. And yeah. And then it hatches. Yeah. That's. Right. Yeah. All right. So I'm right. Little known fun fact. You can also receive oral from a pigeon and have the same thing happen. Oh, nice. Well, try. I must have been on a buzzword article. about your Vegas vacation here on the podcast. <laughs> There's no pigeons in that fucking desert. No living creature should be there. Are you kidding me? All right, guys. What? Deathbed number yeah. two from Image Comics. I didn't yeah. get that far into this one. How about you, Jittles? Oh, I read it. I Good. read it. That's you and Mark, then. Who is it? It's, uh... Ah, fuck. That guy. Joshua Williamson. Who drew it? That guy. Riley uh, Rossmo. Ross. Yeah. Image has this to say about it. <clears throat> Dearest friends, it is with a heavy heart that we inform you of the passing of Margaret Mars, philanthropist, globetrotter, and one-time lover of Antonio Luna. Her noble, noble pursuit of humanitarian causes dates back to the first word she ever spoke peace, which is juxtaposed with the seven words she uttered right before being assassinated. Who let these ninjas into my house? Anyway, these seven words paint an inexplicably bizarre yet accurate picture of her final moments on earth. Who let these ninjas into her house, and why were they there to begin with? What business did a pack of inhuman zombie mummy ninjas have with Miss Mars, and why did they murder her? Fascinating questions, none of which we have the answers to. But Ms. Mars would not want us to grieve. Ms. Mars will state her desire Jesus, to celebrate her life and not mourn her death, as horrific and gruesome as it may have been. So come, be merry, and help us send off the great Meg Mars. Are you Mars fucking kidding me? This in is way, all in-, <laughs> in a way that honors her remarkable life. Just be sure not to invite Antonio Luna. Oh, no. <sighs> Are you serious? That was the description in in on uh on on images thing. Yeah, it wasn't that image, is... by the way. It's 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 oh, it's it... Vertigo. I'm sorry. Yeah, Vertigo, DC Comics. But a... how That's how much a... bullshit is is that? That it's like every time I do a, a comic, I'm like, I'm like my my editor is like, keep it brief, just get succinct with what's happening in the issue, blah blah blah, and they write a fucking eulogy in this fucking in that fucking thing. It's pretty cute. That's a, like that's it. an that is an intern on the web trying to make a name for themselves, right there. Yeah. Well, yes. Totally. Way to way to do something that you can't even sign for. I thought it was cute. Yeah. I, I yeah, it's cute, but it's kind of bullshit that it's like it's that much that took up that much space. He's he's JD. This is that personal. was longer than the book. This is Let it go, personal JD. vendetta. It's Not just personal perfect. vendetta. It, it was is. longer than the book itself. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like this this one until the very end and he started making the funeral all about him and mm-hmm. I then I started loving it again. Yeah, I like, this took was, a, I like this a lot. It took a while for me to get to like this issue. Okay. Uh, but yeah, once they were at the funeral and he was like, yeah, we had we made love in the desert like 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, she'll and, always uh, be remembered as a chapter in my story. Yeah, in my story, he pisses off everybody that he's. She's just a chapter in his, in his story. That was great. Um, 
yeah, I mean, he's a good character. I think the pacing of this issue was a little off. Hmm. It was just a little slow starting, but uh, it made up for it by the end, I think. Agreed. What do you think? And then they get they get captured, they get kidnapped by a bunch of people in weird onesies, and uh, turns out that they're his fan club. They're like a cult, the Church of yeah. Luna. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you get through it? You didn't use you, you got bored, Rob, or you just ran out of time? Ran out of time. Oh, okay, that's cool. No, you didn't hate it. No, I, I like the first one, and this one seemed to trick me again. Nothing mm-hmm. against it. No. No. Quite cool. No, I think this is a yeah. lot of fun. I, I like this series a lot so far. I like the designs. I think Riley Rossmo is stronger when he's writing, when he's drawing these crazier sort of things. And when it gets to be like just kind of normal people standing around at a funeral, that's when I was like kind of like getting a little bored with this issue yeah. as far as the visuals. But uh, then once they got kidnapped and once, you know, there's this scene where she smacks him yeah. and it's like a bloody smack. Like she has super strength yeah. to knock every <laughs> tooth out of his mouth. I think they could have colored that different yeah, it was so an it explosion like of blood when she slaps him in the face <laughs> yeah <laughs> they should have done just like a yellow like burst or something yeah but uh other than that every that that was a that was a fun scene that they that they did there so well you don't know he's 112 remember so his whole face could be very moist could be very soft skin like a like a watermelon left out in the sun maybe he's we got more gingivitis penis. we get more penis action <laughs> in this Shows oh, his penis we? a couple of times. Yeah. Oh. It's a flopping member. Um... <laughs> Once you introduce a dick in the first oh, yeah. issue, it is. you got you got a dick. You got to put a dick in the rest of the issues. At least one. Yeah. yeah at least two. We learned that lesson from uh, uh, Bearfighter. Bear, bear, bear Shirtless Bearfighter, yeah. Mm-hmm. The more pixeled out penis, the funnier that book got. We never finished that series. We never we did. We should have. Yeah, we should have. Let's go back and finish the last issue of that. Because like, that would be it. That, we, we reviewed every issue of it except the last issue. Anyway. Yeah, this is a pretty bonkers book. It feels more like a uh, young animal book. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But, yeah, yeah I'm really excited I, about I, it. I really think Vertigo is just struggling for an identity right now. Mm-hmm. It's just. You know, it's they have this, they have that sci-fi book, and I don't know what else they have. I think we reviewed another first issue that they did. They've also got Motherlands. Is that the sci-fi yeah, that's, book? That's the sci-fi book I yeah, was talking about. Barrier. I don't know what the what's the other one they have. They have like three of them right now. I remember. Oh, but Tim Seeley. Tim Seeley has a book out with them. As well. There is a whole Sandman universe of books coming. Yeah, oh, is it? yeah, that's cool. And that's okay. going to be in the Vertigo universe, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Of Good. course. Saving Grace. It'll be in the DC universe too. Then go back to. I can't wait till the preacher reboot. <laughs> no, you shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> hey, is, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. They'll no. go back to the preacher. No. With art by Rob Liefeld. No. Nothing. Everything old is new again. Don't you know? No. Well, I'm going to keep reading this one because it's funny and I enjoy it. I like a comic with some floppy dicks. Uh, Infidel number one. Story by Pornsick Pacheco. Uh, art and cover by Aaron Campbell and Jose Villarrubia. A haunted house story for the 21st century, Infidel follows an American Muslim woman and her multiracial neighbors who move into a building haunted by entities that feed off xenophobia. How's that for short? Pretty good. I remember when my mom found my porn sack. <laughs> <laughs> my brother, my brother gave me his, his old porn sack. Bugs house. Like what? any good big brother would. 
I uh, I didn't I didn't get through. You passed the board sack. Really? Oh. oh man, this was a good issue. This yeah, was, was really good. Yeah. Look at it now. I hate myself. It reminds me of the Baba Duke a lot because the monster. Oh. Is vague. You know, it's like a vague monster. The monster kind of represents the the racism and the you know the xenophobia that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and the art is just oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, the art's I really. It. I love good. this art. Yeah, I wasn't sure when I first opened it up, but the more I look through it, the more I really like it. And especially the way he draws the or, yeah. uh, the way they draw the apparition. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Oh, Aaron. So yeah, Aaron. He the way he draws the apparition is really cool. And I like how in the beginning the yeah. grandmother is trying to make like a sarlacc pit cake. Um, and it seems <laughs> yeah. like she's really trying, but then the more we find out about that grandmother, holy shit, she sucks. Well, she sucks, but she's trying. Yeah. This is the thing. It's like they brought it, they brought this up in the book. It's like her one friend was saying, like, once a racist, always a racist. And I'm like, no, we're ever-evolving people. And as a society, we're supposed to have evolved from that. So why can't people who maybe once felt one way change their mind? And I, I that was the only part of the book that I kind of uh, – it, it just disappointed me that – there, that there are there are people out there that just like once this way, always this way. Oh, because I think that that can be that can be said for anything, and it really is boxing people in mm-hmm. in a society that is supposed to be ever supposed to be not doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think that's the point of view of the book. No, it's the no, point because of view of one the, of the, the hero, yeah, the main character yeah, is like, nah, dog. The, the hero gives her more of a thing, but the thing is, like, all this shit is happening, and it's like, like she fucking doesn't she stab her mom or shoot her mom she she um is being haunted by whatever that apparition is and she goes to stab it and then it turns out she almost stabbed her mother yeah oh that's right it it just went through her her nightgown her uh yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um it's and still it's like that i love that kind of depth of character when you're doing that because it's like she has worked really hard to whether it's right or not she has worked really hard to gain the acceptance of her husband's mom. And the, in that moment, she has like kind of just destroyed that. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it, it, it's devastating to watch. It's just one of those really, really sad moments to see um, that, that sort of thing happen. But um, yeah, I think this was a really sophisticated book and it just, it approaches problems from uh, a very smart, angle and it's not such a broad angle and i mm-hmm. think that it it makes it so that the characters are dealing with stereotypes and racism they're doing it all differently it's not like it's i, I mean i hate to compare it to this but it's not like get out where it's just like there's it felt like it was like okay it's one type of racism um this is this shows the kind of racism and uh, prejudices in varying degrees, and I think that that's a much more interesting look at that and dissection of it. It it treats it fairly, more fairly to those those people that have kind of experienced that in life. I think that mm-hmm. it, that it, they 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 go into details about it a little bit 
they make it a little heavier than just oh you're bad you're good you're bad you're good you're bad you're good and nobody is one-dimensional in this book mm-hmm. which i i love that well even on the on another plane we've got the whole sort of strong woman uh as the one of the main characters and the husband wants to step in and you know help and the the best friends like she doesn't need our help she's a grown woman she's got it figured yeah. out she's gonna work it out don't you know just relax um but he you know yeah, you don't it, have to write in and yeah, I, I, I struggle with that myself as a, as a husband where I want to like – if my wife is telling me about a problem or something, I want to step in and solve it. But yeah. you know, I've learned to let her just do it the way she's going to do it. So, Which I think is a natural reaction. I think if you care, care for somebody, you want to you wanna help them out in any way you possibly can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like sometimes that is not the best route to go. Mm-hmm. And that's it's yet another way that this is like a, this is a smart book. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to read the rest of this. This looks. This is a really, really good book. Agreed. Yeah, I'm all about it. I think it's really great. Uh, Rob, you should give this a chance when you get it. When you when you have a second, buddy. Yeah, I already started. I wasn't listening to you. Too. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> nobody, nobody should. You're correct. Yeah, nope. I know. Yeah. All right, Thor number seven hundred five, the Mighty Thor by Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman. The epic. Don't sh- call <sighs> me Dodderman. Again, you're going to make that joke again? Okay. Deep cut. Every time. The epic showdown, years in the making, finally explodes across the heavens. Thor battles the unstoppable Mangog with the fate of all Asgardia hanging in the balance. Is Thor willing to pay the ultimate price in order to save the gods? The tragic and heroic story of Jane Foster finally reaches its heart-rending zenith. You knew it was coming. The death of Thor is here. Yes, and once again, this book is clickbait. I don't understand what, what... She died. She did not die. She's there laying there. She's going to have a couple last words to talk to Thor in the next issue. There's another issue. I thought this was the last issue. Oh, why would you think that? But she because died. Because it says it's the death of Thor at the very top but of the died. Book. No, the st- Mark, the, st- the whole story is called the death of Thor. I know, but it just seemed – they made it seem like – even think in that part one would be the end? No, I thought that like if it says death of Thor and this is the zenith – of everything, this is what this is what it's all been coming to. That uh, this also, would be it. Also, I disagree. She's dead. She's not dead. She's she. Her eyes are closed. He flew yeah. her there when when they were engulfed in flames. Well, Odin we says, will Odin we will says. cover the next issue, and I will guarantee that she has a few lines in the next issue. Okay. We'll no, see. she's dead. She's dead. No. no. No, she just turned. Which means she still has a little bit of grasp of life left, but that's it. She's dead. She was just walking tumors. She's dead. Yeah, but I think that uh, I think she's still got a couple couple last breaths in her. But uh, I will say that they made the Mangog from something that looked cartoony and goofy as fuck into a pretty horrific monster. Mm-hmm. In this, in this book. They did a great job at redesigning him. I don't think I've ever seen was the original Mangog. Yeah, I mean, he's like a. I think he's even back way back from Kirby Kirby days, um, like one of those original Kirby designs that, just like it's just a, one of those big monsters that Kirby did a lot of. I, I was those. thinking he did not seem. I, I, it, I. It's nice to hear there was an evolution, and that's what you appreciate. But I'm looking. I'm watching Thor Ragnarok, and then I look at this, and I go, eh, not that scary. He's just kind of. This is the end of everything. Eh. Yeah. I was thinking the thing they were going to bring back um, gore. Yeah, that would have been cool. 
Well, it, it's weird because it's like everything has to be bigger and better than the last Ragnarok. Like, how many Ragnaroks have we kind of gone through in the last couple of, at like, least, 20 years? At least it two seems. that I can think yeah. of. And it just feels like you gotta you gotta stop doing that because it's like every time you mention Ragnarok or the end of it all or or oh, oh my god the Rainbow Bridge got broken again holy shit which happened in the movie it happened in the movie like a couple times in the movie actually I think it's, maybe it's, they maybe they didn't translate Ragnarok correctly and it actually means Tuesday <laughs> it happens every <laughs> week every Tuesday yes or Thor's day. Also, so the next one's called At the Gates of Valhalla. So we may hear more from her, but I have a feeling it'll be like her in the afterlife. Well, we'll hear from her. She has a, I think she has a skosh left. Good. I think Thor and her can, can get it on one last time. Oh, my God. <laughs> you monster. Horrible. So what do no, you think of this I besides mean, this the monster? Was... Yeah. I think I, I mean yeah I mean Aaron, Jason Aaron writes a, a good heroic story he's yeah. he always has he he deals with these like epic things he's able to enter in some uh, humanity in there like with Odin Odin's like I want that hammer no, Odin is just a dick done. all the time I kind of because it's been a couple of episodes I'm way behind on the Mighty Thor yeah. I'm back around the um, the uh, origin story of Mjolnir but. Yeah. Um, he, he, I, I thought by now uh, Odin would have something nice to say, and he's just like, "Nah, man, I want that hammer. I hope this drop the hammer. She sucks. She's like, a, she steals, she steals hammers. <laughs> she's got my hammer. Yeah. She's like your neighbor, like the neighbor that won't leave you alone because mm-hmm. you borrowed a tool from him yeah. <laughs> in 1985. <laughs> hey, man, you got that ratchet set you borrowed from me a while back, and you lost it like a long time ago. You sold it for. He sold crack. it in a garage sale. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's somewhere in my garage. I'll get back to you. Yeah, well, just just get back to me, okay? Yeah, this whole run by Jason Aaron since the beginning has been awesome. Yeah, it's pretty epic. Is he doing yep. – is he leaving? No. No, he's going to be doing – when they do the fresh start, uh, he's going to be writing it again, but it's going to be the Odinson. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'll keep reading it. I mean, it, it's cool. I mean, I'm just wondering, will there be outrage because they're turning a female character back into a male character? Well, I'm already losing a couple of uh, customers. They're not going to read yeah. Mighty Thor because they just they really liked um, Jane Foster. No. Thing is, though, I think that like when you start out, you have to commit and kill her by the end. Yeah. When you Which have this, yeah, it makes sense. Setup that he set up for mm-hmm. this. You got to kill her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you know the problem I have with Spawn is I was really impressed when I was a young kid that. You know, Todd McFarlane had set up this end to the story because in the beginning, I don't even know if you remember, he had every time he used his abilities, there was a countdown that would sort of show you where his power level was out every time he did something with that power. And I was like, wow, so when that counts down, holy shit, like he's going to die. And that just, he's still here. Still counting down. It started counting down in milliseconds. So that was a bummer. But yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, I'm sad that she's dying because I really, really have enjoyed her as a character. And I think she's been a worthy successor. Um, so that kind of bums me out. But I'm still enjoying reading the book. She's been fun. But I don't like it that like she was making out with Falcon instead of Thor. It's like it's all of this like breaking up characters that were like sort of meant to be together. And then like kind of putting them with other characters. I just think that's kind of kind of dumb. That's, I mean, that's how life is. I know, but kind it's like, dumb. at the end of this book, they kiss. Yeah. 
Are you saying, like, they can't see other people? How's the Falcon feel about that? Who cares? But she's pretty (laughs) Thor about it. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. That was pretty good, actually. I was, yeah, not bad. Yeah. All right, Weapon H number one from Marvel by Greg Pak and Corey Smith. The Weapon X program has done it again. At the cost of their own destruction, they've completed their biggest and possibly most dangerous experiment yet. With the strength of the Hulk and the rage and claws of Wolverine comes Weapon H. It's been some some time since Weapon H escaped and destroyed his creators. Now our hero is on the run, and he tries to escape his mysterious past and seclude himself from the rest of society. But when a new kind of Wendigo threatens the lives of others, will Weapon X be able to shirk his responsibility? Does any of his humanity remain? Only the creative team will know for sure. <laughs> this, this description. I mean, are you kidding me with these descriptions? They're so long. Yeah. That's why you have to be so short on space. So the big... Yeah, so Marvel can, Marvel and DC can right. fucking throw walls of words at you. Uh, this is a series nobody ever wanted. Nope, still don't. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a question. Yeah. When he's getting stuff together for a mission, is it his preparation H? Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, with, uh, the thing is, though, this is a pretty cool story. I just don't like this main character. I it's mean, stupid. It's so stupid. It's stupid. It's basically a Hulk with claws. And it just, again, it dilutes. We went through and we killed all the Hulks a while I back. Remember. remember that? Yeah. Remember they killed them all? And now we're getting more. It's like we're getting Weapon H. It's like, come on. Just well, stop it's cyclical. It. It's cyclical. You kill some Hulks. You make some Hulks. It's like the forest. I mean, I understand. It's like this, this harkens back to the first episode of uh, – or the first appearance of Wolverine, and it was it was the Wendigo, it was Wolverine and Hulk, and they were all fighting, and they're all together again. But it's just, uh, I don't know. This character is not an interesting character. He's just your typical sort of Venom-like character. He's a misunderstood hero. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's like that. It's like that DC book we read. Uh, Damage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just a, who gives a fuck hulking machine? Yeah. Actually, I cared about this one a little bit more than that because this at least showed his family and his kids mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Well, and you know what a Hulk is. You know what a Wolverine is. Yeah. I, I, we don't know what the fuck a damage is. What's that a was Hulkerine? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hulkerine. Right. Or Weapon H. Um, yeah, I don't like. They could have. I, I just feel like it's just lazy design work too on the character. Yeah, it's literally Gray Hulk with the claws and then some metal nipples on his uh, shoulders and arms. Shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it. Doomsday. Yeah. They could God have made it. him have spikes all over him. That would be kind of cool. Like Doomsday. Like Doomsday. Yeah. Like Doomsday. yeah. Cool. I don't know. It's just yeah. I mean, I just don't like the character. The story is cool, and I love the design of the new Windigo. That's some vicious stuff. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's all teeth and claws, and it's like, I yeah. slobbered around. Rah, 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 rah. Which yeah. is cool. But I don't think yeah. eating one little piece of human jerky is going to turn you into the Wendigo. I think you, you have to consume know. more than that. No, you don't know. Makes me want to rewatch that movie, um, Rap- Ravenous? Yeah. yeah. That was good. Um, it's like, it's like, if you're, so if you're in Canada, out in the snow, and you're 
chewing your fingernails and you eat your cuticle, do you turn wendigo. into the Wendigo? Fucking Wendigo. Yeah. Bullshit. I, I have a tendency to, like, bite my own lip. I bite the skin off yeah. my own lip. Wendigo. Uh-huh. Wendigo. If you're in Canada, yeah. fucking Wendigo. I mean, that's sort of the payoff, right? That's sort of the exchange that you make for free health care is that everyone's a fucking Wendigo. Yeah. I guess. It, it, it you know, it, take, it keeps down on camel, cannibalism. Not yeah. that many. You know what would have been cool in this uh, in in this book? What? Some Alpha Flight. Oh yeah. You know, maybe some Alpha Flight. Nah. Well, alpha, but they're out alpha, in space, space right? flying. Right. Alpha Lee. They found they they found a place fucking colder than Canada. <laughs> I just think stupid, it's the stupidest thing flight. that they moved Alpha Flight out of Canada. Yeah. And into the International Space Station. That Blame Canada. Uh, Alpha Flight was so cool, nah. and they—that's what they did. Nah. You don't like it? Nah. No. I'll, read the first twenty-four issues <laughs> of Alpha Flight. First can, issue, the first ten issues of Alpha Flight, the first twelve issues of Alpha Flight were so good. We can barely read six issues in a week. True. No, I'm okay. telling you. Alpha uh, Flight, what, one though. of these days, maybe we'll get an Alpha Flight movie. Maybe nope. that'll be part of, like, you know, Division 4. Whatever Phase 4. Well, we got Phase a Guardians four. movie, and that shocked the shit out of me, so. Yeah. I, I wouldn't poo-poo a uh, Alpha Flight movie. Alpha Flight's another band of oddball misfits to mm-hmm. just kind of thrown together in a government agency. Well, what All big what big stories have they been pivotal to? That'll answer your question. Because the next phase, like they're doing this phase is the Infinity War. What's the next big thing that we think they would jump to? Oh, they should do fucking House of M. Especially no, they're not the... doing that. They're doing Secret Invasion. Uh-oh. Well, the sure. fourth movie is going to be Secret Invasion. Okay. Well, Pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know. But that's that's going to be the bad guy in the Captain Marvel movies. So the scrolls are. So it makes yeah. sense that they're they're going backwards and then they're going to go forwards in Alpha Flight Four. Okay. I don't. Fine. Who knows? Anyway, uh, I I think that this was a really well written first issue. Sure. It was well drawn. I like the design of the Wendigo. Uh, I don't give can't give two shits about this Wolverine no. or Hulkarine character. No. no. At least I they didn't call him Hulkarine. They did call him. They, okay. Yeah, they did call him Hulkarine. Oh, did they in there call him times. that? Oh, yeah. no. Um, but uh, they. Uh, do you remember a couple uh, like months ago? We reviewed one, like the Weapon X, the first of this series. Right, yeah. Where they did that. And I, was, and I called it. I said, I guarantee this is all just to make a new character. And then there will be a miniseries with this character. In- of course you called it. It was on the. They had all six covers on the in, on the last page. This is crazy. It's not okay. It's all marketing. It's like you can't right. for, you can't make up a new character. So let's just combine two. So next That's we're going to have Spider Punisher. <laughs> Spunisher. 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 Yeah. Spinster. I don't know. I just wish it would get back to the point where it's like these Marvel and DC companies would actually pay these uh, creators. And give them like credit, a little credit for new characters, and we would see a new resurgence of of just uh, just new characters yeah. that aren't just like shit they drew in their notebooks, 
like typeface, you know, you know, stuff like that. It, it, it's like really good new characters that actually show up in Marvel and DC. It's like they tried it with Mosaic, that didn't work. Um, but I, I think that mainly that was because it had a kind of a confusing power. I don't know. It, it's always easier to sell old characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're trying star. it with DC and this new thing, I guess, with Sideways oh. and Silencer and everything. Um, did you see that uh, they're already changing all of the uh, art crews on these books? Yeah. No, that didn't bode well. Yeah, already. Like, every, almost every book is, is going to be having either backup artists or just completely different artists by, like, their third or fourth issue. Oh. So this thing's dead, then. Well, it's it's one of those things where it's like the highlight was supposed to be on the artist. Remember, you show the artist uh, first, yeah. and if the artist is is not able to keep a monthly schedule or do any of that stuff, sorry, second billing, put it back to the. <laughs> Which this this whole initiative is dead. Then I mean that's just sad. Totally. Like even uh, John Romita Jr. isn't going to be on Silencer anymore. Oh no! I don't think so. What's he's so, he's usually pretty quick though. I think it's going to be like Carl Kessel or something like that. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Oh, I like like I mean, they're, they're not replacing them with terrible people. They still are throwing in some really talented people on this. But it's just like, you know, you start out and you're highlighting the artist and you're thinking, okay, well, this is going to be an art book. Uh, this is going to be a book that I can follow because I like this artist and it's something I can count on. And then you just don't get that. It's just kind of a... I need to see a few more issues before I say whether I give a fuck. Yeah, like that damage. That damage can get rewritten. Yeah. I don't yeah. care about that. I care about uh, the terrifics. And the, I care uh, about uh, what's the other one? Silencer. Yeah, those two are my favorites so far. Yeah, they're good. Sideways is okay. We did, yeah, we Sideways didn't... is fun. I, I I caught up on that so we could do it last week, but then yeah, didn't do the show. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's kind of like a Peter Parker sort of thing. It seems like. See, people keep a... saying that, but I don't. He doesn't feel like Pete to me. He just feels like a teenager. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah no. it's a typical teenage bumbler. Yeah, but he's he's cooler than Pete. A little bit. He's more yeah. accepted and he's more hip. But yeah, yeah, you're right. But anyway, all right, fellas, That's we did right. it. Wow. Yeah. We whizzed through all these books. Yeah, that was man. Fucking efficient. Yeah. We even went tight. on a couple tangents. Huh. Yeah. Hey, that's what happens. Yeah. Good job. And now you have to order books. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I have to go do that. Um, so right. if you guys out there in listening land want to write in and give us a book to review, if you want us to review a comic mm-hmm. book, um, let us know. Fucking email us at coltspopgo at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us. Uh, right now my Twitter is JD's Hero Complex. And uh, Mark? Yes? Tell them your stuff. Uh, I actually have a couple of things. Um, I'm bartending at, at the Rookery. This weekend is the last weekend of the Shining Pop-Up. You can oh, see wow. me in a bow tie and a vest. Wow. Slinging drinks. It's nice. fun. It's we play The Shining and we play other horror movies. Last week we played Drag Me to Hell at, at night and we grossed out everybody. That was fun. That is a good movie. Wow. Um, and uh, um, so that's this is the last weekend for that. So if you're in the Chicago area, come come see me uh no one has come see me so far oh. from the from the podcast or no maybe they, they, if they did they just haven't they didn't said say anything. anything yeah uh on top of that i'm gonna be at c2e2 i actually have a table for the first time ever 
Ooh. And uh, I'm going to be uh, boothing with my friend Chris Car- Chris Charlton, and he's a cool comics writer as well. And uh, so that's going to be the first week of April. And oh. I am going to have a copy of Grave Transfers number three uh, we, uh, a couple of days before it's available in comic shops at the, oh. at the convention. So please come out and see me and buy some comics. Schnoise. That's it. Rob. Yeah, nah, I'm good. All right. Go fuck yourself. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, email us. Leave us a voicemail at poptartsgo.com. You, you know all the stuff. Actually, there is one thing I forgot to mention, so I'm throwing it in as an editor's note. Please go to iTunes and subscribe and share. Write us a nice review because apparently that will help us out. Um, share it with your friends. Get more people listening. Uh, that's kind of it. Uh, that would help us out a great deal. Thank you so much again. You're the best. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.